Welcome to Launch, the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Duran, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. On this episode of Launch, Dave Harvey joins me to talk about, is the GCC right for you? Church planters always need to be thinking about church planting networks with which they can partner so that they can reach the goals that they believe God's laid on their heart. Well, one of the questions is, which is the right church planting network? There's a lot to choose from. What nuances are important? What distinguishes GCC, Great Commission Collective, from other church planting networks that a church planter might consider? The president of GCC, Dave Harvey, joins me today, and we talk about just those things, so be sure to check the show notes, too, where you can download a PDF copy of the original document, Is the GCC Right for You?, as well as contact information if you're a potential church planter looking for a network to partner with. Hello again, everybody. This is Marty Duran with Great Commission Collective. I'm here with Dave Harvey, our president, who, as usual, is in sunny South Florida. Dave, please tell me it's 85 and the wind is barely blowing there again today. Always the envy, always opening with envy. <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> I think you probably do understand this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my. it's beautiful today. I, let me just say it, get it out of the, out of the way. Yes, it's probably 80. You, I think you nailed it. 85. That's so good. Beautiful breeze blowing color colorful blue sky so good that's that's just that really is awesome it's pretty here too today but uh i will not smell the sea breeze from where i live that is that is for sure so uh so it's been a while and it's really good to be back i'm glad to be uh podcasting with you again and talking about some things that that, uh, are important we think to the to the church as a whole and certainly to great commission collective as uh we're seeking to uh, plant churches and strengthen leaders. But uh, there's a document that you wrote uh, a while back that we circulate a good bit. It's on our website, available for download. It's called, Is the GCC Right for You? And uh, I think the reason that you uh, wrote that is to help people decide as they're looking kind of for a network or a a partner for planting churches is, uh, you know, is the GCC the right one for them? Uh, so talk a little bit, if you will, uh, maybe even what prompted you to write that specifically after I've conjectured about it, uh, but why it is important that a potential church planter or a church that's interested in a church planting partner uh, actually put some effort into it and make sure that they find a suitable partner for the, for the endeavor. Sure. Yeah, well, let's first address the question about whether your church should be in a network or in a denomination. Uh, because there may be some listeners who are wrestling even with the relevance of the question or or the appropriateness perhaps of connecting or or affiliating between churches and uh, and yeah you know guys can be there for different reasons they may have been trained in a tradition where the value of church autonomy is is really high or the the idea of church cooperation or affiliation, opens the door in their thinking for, you know, theological compromise or the creep of outside authority or, or, or something like that. So, so I guess the, the place that I want to start is that the question of affiliation is not first an issue of, of authority. It's one of conviction. It's, it's one on the conviction of the doctrine of the interdependence between 
churches? In other words, do we see a, a pattern in the New Testament where churches cooperated for for mission? And if the answer to that is yes, then we can wrestle with how it's supposed to apply mm. to us. And uh, and I know for us, Marty, you know, one of the, one of the realities that's gripped us in in Great Commission Collective is is just how much of Paul's ministry was spent connecting churches and connecting to churches, himself mm -hmm. connecting to churches. So, you know, I mean, the Jerusalem collection spans 10 years and thousands of miles, uh, you know, and, and Paul is basically connecting churches in order to accomplish something. So <clears throat> with that as a backdrop, then the right network, as we're calling it, is important because um, we're called to follow this biblical pattern. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and just like the church you choose, um, you want that affiliation to to follow your beliefs. You want it to follow your values, and to follow that sense that you have of of what feeds you and 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 what feeds your leadership. So I think the <clears throat> the right network. Uh, is important because it allows us to uphold the biblical pattern that we see in the New Testament of churches cooperating, churches connecting. And uh, I also think, Marty, that that it's important because, because productivity between churches re requires unity. Mm. Um and, and so, you know, here we have this Great Commission task, and it's a global task that's going to exist as long as until Christ return, and, and, and it lays claim to the whole church, mm -hmm. because no, no single church could, could possibly achieve it. So, um, to, to cooperate effectively to achieve the Great Commission, we've got to be unified on, on certain things. And one of the reasons why determining the rightness of a fit is to determine whether, hey, are we sufficiently unified? Are we, are we unified theologically? Are we unified with uh, doctrinal um, you know, agreement uh, on essential beliefs and critical practices in order for us to work together and to uh, you know, achieve, achieve mission together? One of the so, things that, uh, um, certainly one of the things that um, churches should be considering as they think about a, a network or um, a collective to be a part of uh, is the culture of that network. It, it, does the culture align with the church's culture? Can they buy into what a network says that it stands for that differentiates itself maybe from, uh, from another network or another denomination even? And in GCC, we have uh, what we call seven cultural values um, that I liked when uh, I was researching the organization to, to come and be a part of it. And I want to I read those. They're not long. So I want to read those and have you just uh, comment, not so much to explain what they are as to explain uh, kind of why you think that they are significant uh, as part of what distinguishes GCC as GCC. So the first one is gospel integrity. We ensure the gospel is the theological center for our leadership, preaching, and churches. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the gospel has to be the, the organizing point for our, our theology, our, our application, and, and, and we have to be united in our agreement that the gospel delivers a power 
to bring about the change that it calls for. All right. Second one is relational connection. We provide intentional opportunities for churches to build deep and lasting friendships. Yeah, we're not just we're not just punching the clock on our on our job descriptions. You know, we 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 want to create as a collective. We want to create context for leaders to connect and build relationships because that one anothering, you know, happens not only in the local church, but it happens among networks and collectives and among peer groups um, for, for leaders as well. And that it, it creates an unusual amount of health, not to mention innovation when it does come about. Intentional care. We provide supplemental care through biblical counseling and crisis intervention for pastors and church leaders. Yeah, I think we, the the collective, the Great Commission Collective doesn't believe that that New Testament missiology was simply about conversion or church planting statistics. It it was also about nourishing and strengthening churches. I think I think Paul's mission and ministry, although we don't see a direct point of continuity between Paul and what we're doing, he represents a pattern, and Paul's pattern involves nourishing and strengthening as well. And so we we dedicate time and resources and people to provide a kind of care, a, a supplemental care mm-hmm. to the churches. So, you know, but, but specifically like in the area of plurality, in the area of crisis. So cr- crisis care, plurality care, leader care, soul care, tr- training for care, mm-hmm. all, all of it kind of oriented to our biblical counseling convictions. And, and as I suggested, all of it supplemental to the local church. Yeah. Deliberate collaboration. We engage church leaders in the development of the network with church planting, leadership training, and pastoral care. You know, many of us come from worlds where, where progress was, you know, top down and driven by the gifting of a few. And, uh, and, and that was by design. But as a collective, you know, we're eager for this to be a we experience and, and we, we want the collective direction and development to reflect the gifts and initiative of, of many different leaders, and, and not just across the United mm-hmm. States, but across the world, which by the grace of God, you know, we have the privilege to be working in the many countries. That's true. This is a good one. Uh, this will help us uh, think about missiology a little bit. Contextual application. We create models and methods for church planting and training that scale and adjust to context and culture. Yeah, we're not looking to franchise one model into into different parts of North America or 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 the world. Uh, I mentioned that we're we're a global network. We're a global network of of different networks. Mm-hmm. We're a global collective of different networks. So we're not looking to export. American thinking and American leadership into different places throughout the world. We want to train leaders to think about how the gospel connects to the place they are called to be, the people they're called to preach to, the assumptions that the people they are called to preach to carry, the idols they worship. And and so we want to create models and methods for church planting uh, as, as you said, that, that scale and adjust to the to the culture. 
healthy plurality. I think you wrote a book about this, actually. We promote team leadership in elder-led churches as a matter of conviction, and we provide tools that equip elder teams to evaluate themselves and grow in health. Yeah, if we really want to help leaders build healthy churches, we've got to help leaders build healthy elderships, healthy elder teams, uh, because as the elders go, so goes the church. <laughs> and so our, our, our target audience for, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for resources and programming and the activity um, for, for the network is, is lead pastors and elders and then how they work together. So we try to create tools and, and, and training and, and ways to, to help to equip them and also to help them evaluate themselves and, and to grow in, in health. And I wasn't even half joking when I mentioned your book, because if you're listening and you haven't picked up Dave's book, The Plurality Principle, uh, it really does hit this point hard and well. And uh, if you're a pastor or an elder, in a local church, you'd be benefited by uh, picking up a copy and reading it and uh, applying uh, the principles that are in it. It's, it's a really solid book. And then last of all, seven out of seven, Kingdom Focus. We actively serve, learn from, and partner with ministries outside ourselves because our heart is for gospel expansion. Yeah, we believe in the importance of concentrating on the thing that God has called us to do, but we do that recognizing that the kingdom of God is bigger than our thing. And so we want to also recognize God's activity in other places and not simply recognize it, but celebrate it and, and learn from it. So rather than creating our own programs for everything um, from our own men and women, you know, we're trying to find out the best work that's been done in the values that we cherish. So for instance, we, you know, we believe in fervent prayer. So we partner with Daniel Henderson. Um, we, we treasure expository preaching. So we partner with Simeon Trust. Um, you know, we, we, we want to receive the blessing of what God has done in the areas of other ministries where they have strengths and, uh, and see that folded into GCC. I would think that every church planting network, uh, thinks that they exist for a reason and GCC is no different in that. We, we believe God has raised GCC up for a purpose. Uh, there's a direction that we're pursuing together. In other words, um, we have a mission statement and uh, I think it is distinctive and it speaks. So why don't you address that a little bit and how, how it uh, informs what we're doing together? Yeah, it's simple. It's, it's planting churches, strengthening leaders, and the planting side of that means that we are helping churches to plant churches. We're helping churches to identify and assess and train and fund uh, church planters and then coach church planters as well. And, and I include that last one because we're, we're not simply looking for a strong start. We're looking to help help churches succeed, help leaders succeed and, and help churches remain. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're doing that right now. We've got, we've got, I think 14 planters right now in our pipeline in, in, in North America, and we're trying to help them to move through that, that pipeline and, and also to help 
network leaders. That's a, that's a feature of our commitment to plant churches. We're, we're helping network and movement leaders in, in different parts of the world to plant churches. And so, I mean, really, Marty, how cool is this? We get to, we get to befriend and, and train and equip and learn from mm-hmm. these these men from the Congo and India and Romania, Romania and uh, Rwanda. You know, just we're working into twenty one different countries now to to help plant churches. And I just think that's I just think that's so exciting. It's awesome. Um, it is. It is. And so <clears throat> so that's on the strengthening side, and the, I'm sorry, that's on the planting churches side. And then on the strengthening side is is that we are investing ourselves in leadership longevity. Um, I think I, ju- I just said we're not just looking for the strong start. And so that means that we're helping elders grow pluralities. We touched on that a little bit as one of our seven cultural values as mm-hmm. healthy pluralities. Um, it means providing help when there's problems in churches being available with some expertise to step into more complicated situations. Um, strengthening leaders means training through training leaders through events and through our learning center. Um, it means creating context to connect leaders so that they have relationships as well. So that's, you know, that's a picture, Marty. It's, it's, it's planting churches and, and strengthening leaders. One of the nuances, and we've touched on this a couple of times, and I'm just going to uh, bring it up in case there's anything you want to add. But one of the nuances that we have at uh, GCC is the importance that we place on the plurality. We're, we're working with pluralities and churches, and that may be different to some of our uh, listeners who may be from a strong, like, senior pastor model where he really is the guy and everybody else is kind of in a support role as opposed to a team kind of model. Uh, but we're really encouraging and training for a more team-oriented approach where the lead guy is the first among equals. Why is that, in your mind, important enough for GCC to actually make it a distinctive of, of how we operate? Well, I think it's good uh, to, to recognize, uh, you mentioned this early on, that, yeah, each, each group has these genetic deposits that have been birthed by the Spirit of God, and and so you know we we as a as a church planting uh, collective we we learn from different groups and we're grateful for different groups and uh, benefit from the distinctives in them. Send city to city, treasuring Christ together. You know the things that God has done in them. I I believe the idea of not simply targeting lead pastors. We do believe in lead pastors, and we do want to help them in their role, but we want to reach beyond them to serve the entire eldership. I think that's something God's done in us. It's a, it's one that's bearing fruit among us because it, <clears throat> it elevates the significance of the elder's role in the church for the collective to be programming toward them, training toward them, uh, investing in them, 
and and it helps the experience of elders as well. So it's not simply the the perception of their value, but it's mm-hmm. that the experience of eldership can be so much more satisfying when they feel like they're being trained and equipped, when they're learning how to function together, they're learning how to evaluate, how to improve, how to grow, how to uh, how, how to respond to conflict. You know, mm-hmm. just practical things. So I, I think that that's been an important one where we've we've seen fruitfulness and we've we're continuing to invest in it with the hope that as the elders continue to to refine their experience of being elders and become more effective at being elders, the church will become more effective as well. You recently said uh, we want to plant churches as fast as our values will allow which really caught my attention when you said it. I think it was earlier, I think it was last week on a a staff call we were on. Um, Why are you you using that particular qualifier? You know, a lot of guys that are presidents of church planting organizations would say, we're going to plant churches as fast as as humanly possible, or we're going to plant churches as fast as God will stand a dude up that can open a Bible or something like that, you know, run with the spirit. You put a very specific qualifier that's related to our values. Why is that? Because rapid growth is not the ultimate New Testament metric of success. Um, you're, you're just not going to, I, I don't believe you're going to, you're going to study Paul's missions and his mission mentality, his mission approach, his mission pattern, and come away with the value of, of breathless, hasty expansion. Um, Paul, Paul valued relationships. There's there's an extraordinary amount of names that Paul just drops in his different mm-hmm. letters, where he seems to be personally aware of these people and their situation. Um, Paul Paul valued care. There there's this amazing um, tender love that he displays at times. There's Acts twenty is the tears they shed mm-hmm. over the prospect of of separating from each other. So I, that's not to say Paul didn't have urgency, but what it is saying is that that urgency stood in tension to other values and with other values. And, uh, and, and, and one of the realities of doing network is that when, when you select certain values, it, it orders the pace of your mission. And so when you select putting a, and I wouldn't even say it, we're emphasizing care. I was just saying we're, we're including care and making supplemental care important. But when we do that, it orders the pace of our mission, our ability to run at a certain pace is not, not ex- exclusively determined by this, but in, in, it, it helps to set it. And then it also determines, or at least it informs the cost of the mission. In other words, when when the mission, when you conceive of mission as a way that includes care, it makes, I think, for a, a superior church planting experience, but it also slows the speed of your growth. And I think if if this was the same conversation, I think I might have used the metaphor of the governor. Mm-hmm. You other, did, yeah. Okay, yeah, the, the governor, a governor is a device that that is is play, that that regulates the speed of something. So you know when when NASCAR realized 
that their cars were just getting faster and faster and the accidents were, were you know, piling up. Mm-hmm. They, they imposed these, these engine modifications that kind of regulated the top end speed of the cars. And, and they, they, they put these, I, I don't know if this is technically what happened, but this is kind of how I imagine they put governors on the engine that determine how fast the cars will go. So just what I mean by that is to say that when we install a governor, it, 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 it when we install a governor on mission, it says that, that speed is not the only value that mm-hmm. we treasure. Care, we treasure relationship with treasure um and and so by treasuring those things they can they can slow the growth a little bit and uh and so that's kind of what i was getting at and i and i mentioned also that there's there's a cost yeah when a when a network or a collective agrees that they're going to include care they're typically agreeing that it's going to cost a little bit more to run their operation mm-hmm. and that with one comes comes the other why because care costs money i can say as a person who's been on uh, a lot of conversations at gcc I, I cannot count the times that that emphasis is has been talked about just in conversations i've been in about the health of pastors the care of pluralities the importance of uh, of health among pluralities to the church planting venture and that it's seriously it's taken very seriously that if we want to plant healthy flourishing churches then pastors and pluralities have to be healthy and flourishing themselves and so if you're listening and thinking well nobody really is going to care that much it's it's going to no i can assure you within gcc uh what dave just said is a legitimate and a constant refrain that uh, we care about pastors, we want to see them healthy, we want to see pluralities doing well, so that healthy churches are planted, uh, not that a church with the flu is planting another church with the flu, uh, but everybody's doing well. Uh, and sometimes do- sometimes church planters um, aren't as apprised or sensitive to this, but mm-hmm. guys that are in ministry and are serving as lead pastors, or maybe they're elders, perhaps lay elders, or they're on a team somewhere, uh, that that issue of care becomes much more important the mm-hmm. deeper into ministry you go. So I, I think that that uh, it, it rings really loud with with men in that position. Uh, being originally from Georgia, I would be totally remiss if I did not uh, rehearse the historical information that NASCAR introduced the restrictor plate to their engines after awesome bill from dawsonville lapped the field twice in talladega about 25 years ago uh i I feel like that's an important historical footnote for this particular conversation and and Uh, one that that very few could offer marty and i'm glad you can oh man so i'm going to drop a couple of things in the show notes one will be uh, a link to the paper is the gcc right for you uh, i'll put a contact phone or contact uh, email address in there for anyone who's interested uh but if somebody's listening and they're like immediately like their heart you know their heart's beating and their mind is alert and and they feel like wow this is really something that i need to check out even if you've never heard of, of great commission collective you're you're immediately starting to think this might be uh, something I need to pursue. What's the best way to do that? What should they do next? Yeah, spend take 20 minutes 
and and spend some time poking around on the website. Um, evaluate the content. Ask yourself, is this a group that speaks for me? Is this a group that I, where I resonate with the things that I'm reading? And uh, is this a group that 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 resonates with the things that are important to me? And if so, um, contact Laura Zimmerman. You can put you can put her her yeah. information in the show notes as well, Marty, and and uh, we can arrange a phone call to talk more about it. Fantastic, Dave. Thanks, man. This has been excellent. I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Marty. Thank you for listening to Launch, the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also, rate and review the podcast when you get a moment. That helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know who will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website if you haven't done that already. It's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles. There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church, and plenty of other content that will help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey.